What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain brother here we are with another episode of the warrior poet project i don't think we've done one of these on this podcast since sitting down by the lake or did we do another one somewhere in the middle yeah at um at the on it ranch we, wasn't that an on it podcast or did we do both uh, i think yeah. that was an on it podcast gotcha so here we are no holds barred now <laughs> warrior poet project no topics <laughs> off off course for this podcast excellent So for those of you who haven't met Dr. Dan yet, um, obviously a medical doctor, but also a deeply grounded spiritual teacher, having spent much time in the jungles of South America, I presume, Um, drinking ayahuasca, learning from the masters there, and then deepening your practice through a variety of different modalities here on the state side as well. And bringing a different approach to medicine from the medical establishment as well as that kind of holistic well-being side of medicine. So kind of if the Warrior Poet Project was going to chisel an ideal doctor (laughs) out of the fabric of destiny, we would end up with someone very much like yourself. Excellent. A blend of science and spirit. It's always a pleasure to be a part of, of the discussion particularly because it continues to unfold. You know, our truth continues to unfold, and, and I just get so excited to see what's going to happen, um, both in medicine and, and spirituality and community. We were talking about what it re- really means to have conscious community mm-hmm. and how we just continue to unfold this artichoke of the monkey suit to continue to get like to the heart of our true self. Indeed. Yeah. And one of the modalities, one of the ways to get there And what this podcast, the theme of this podcast, is cleansing. Throughout the path, throughout the journey, we're going to accumulate a lot of stuff that we don't really want. (laughs) That comes on a physical level um, from, you know, habits, environment, diet, things we do to ourselves. It also comes on a psychic and emotional level and on a spiritual level. And these things, if unchecked and unreversed, will start to bog us down, both energetically body, in mind, in pretty much everything we do, until the weight 
potentially can be so great that it even deters you from actualization of your course in your in your whole life. So in my mind, I think cleansing is one of those key cornerstones to kind of bring some of this burden off so we can more easily navigate the path. Totally. Well said. Yeah, and, and largely um, we are deficient in just an ongoing recognition of the importance of releasing. Mm-hmm. We're so used to in our in our culture accumulating and growing and driving. And these are all young forces. These are all anabolic forces. And the complement to that, the other side of the coin to that, that that is at least as important, if not more important in our culture because we're so driven the other way, are the yin forces of releasing and resting and the parasympathetic nervous system versus the sympathetic nervous system. Everything in, in creation has both sides, the light and the dark, mm-hmm. and the building and the releasing. And so these, these cleansing and clarifying practices allow us to really appreciate the, the growth even more. And, um, and I've certainly put myself in the laboratory <laughs> oftentimes <laughs> um, without a whole lot of direction or support or understanding what I was doing. So I've definitely stepped in a lot of um, uh, landmines and potholes and done it, quote, unquote, the wrong way. But, you know, that's just, that's just information. That's how you learn. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the, uh, there's a great quote I posted today on my Facebook page, and it's a quote by William Blake, and he says, what is the price of experience? It is not bought for a song or a dance in the street. It comes with the price of all that man hath, <laughs> something like that. You gotta, you gotta pay for it, you know, you gotta, you gotta earn the knowledge that comes out. I mean, some of it, you know, if you're in tune, you can pick up from other people, but the real core of it, you gotta go through some shit. Yeah, because if we don't, it's just information. Yeah. It's not really embodied wisdom because we don't have the personal experience. Mm-hmm. And everybody's path is going to be different. You know, so, so you're offering me the opportunity to just today speak from my own perspective. And, and still at the end of the day, I'm going to always encourage people to put themselves in the laboratory. Yeah. And they just have to take, you know, here's the buffet of my personal experience. Whatever makes sense, try it on. If it doesn't work great move on if it does work great maybe you'll take some more yeah take some in a doggy bag to go home and you know keep doing that and whatever it means to really peel back the layers of this you know accumulated sure. um cultural societal human experience yeah no i agree i think you said something that i hadn't really thought of before <clears throat> and that's that we're so driven towards accumulating everything in our life you're accumulating money you're accumulating um, social media following, you're accumulating things, you're accumulating muscle mass, or you're accumulating, you know, so that mindset is kind of the antithesis, you know, to kind of unwind that mindset, it seems like cleansing is kind of the opposite of getting rid of mm-hmm. that kind of spring cleaning. I imagine those people on those hoarders movies, <laughs> TV shows, are really bad at cleansing. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, like, not just the physical, like, hoarding and just the, the chaos around that practice. Uh, the energetic residue right. of so much accumulation and how that affects our psyche. 
and we were just talking since no holds barred here we were just talking about my experience recently with the boga mm-hmm. and um, yeah I've worked a lot with ayahuasca I'm much more familiar with her and um, you know f- my first hundred or so ceremonies with her were largely cleansing on oftentimes a physical level and, and you see why I love Dr. Dan anybody who says my first hundred or so ceremonies <laughs> with ayahuasca instantly I was like yes what do you have to say yeah, yeah. Yeah, largely physically cleansing and purifying. And, and then also outside of ceremony, but going through these process, practices of fasting and going on vision quest on the mountain or, or taking supplements and getting curious about like you know, n- nutritional detoxification. Um, when, when we start to release that density, we start to vibrate at a higher frequency. And, right, and, and from that... Um, experience we attract more into our lives and sometimes that's conscious sometimes it's not so conscious and um and then i took a break from aya for quite a while Mm -hmm. and i thought i was going to take a break from antheogens totally um and then um i was planning a trip back down south again to peru but this time to the mountains and uh, things changed, and that's when I got in touch with you. And I was like, hey, man, do you know anything about Iboga and Costa Rica? <laughs> I know a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. And I figured if there's anybody... And I told him, I said, it's going to be super fun. <laughs> it's just the funnest thing you've ever done, Dr. Dan. Uh-huh. Go take, have a ball. <laughs> take a sarong and a martini <laughs> yeah, glass, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. And so when that all fell into place... Um, yours was largely the only experience that I was kind of curious about because you had shared it with me personally. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had uh, read even more of um, what you had written. And I always enjoy your writings about things in, entheogenically and ceremonially are largely ineffable and difficult to just describe yeah. that, that subtle yet super profound process. And... Um, so when it was obvious that I was going to go down there, I, I kind of checked out from any other information on Iboga. I just wanted to go in raw. Mm-hmm. And, um, and dropping into that field and that experience and that ceremony, um, it was so much of a cleansing experience for my psyche. It was this massive defrag of my psychic hard drive and all of the mental shit that I had accumulated and not really appreciated it. And so, like, when we're talking about hoarding stuff, at times I get really young in my desire to know. Right. To know what are, you know, the highest quality nutrients that we can take into our, our, in our systems and what are the, the most aligned spiritual practices and, and how can I use my experience to help people accelerate their own path of becoming, whatever that is. So I, I really put on that that scientist hat and I accumulate a lot of information and I didn't appreciate how much had gotten kind of stuck in there and it wasn't just the informational cognitive it was also the the interpersonal yeah and the energetic and the transgenerational and the societal all of this stuff had just been kind of mired into my into my etheric and psychic field and so the aboga was this was this massive, intense, um, psychic marathon of watching that entire cluster, that that massive iceberg. You know, I was kind of a little 
aware of the tip of the iceberg, but then to get flushed out of all that was just this, wow. Yeah, I remember, I remember talking to you after that, and it was, seems like a powerful, powerful experience. And I think I like the way you described the mental def, the psychic mental defrag of a hard drive. Because it really makes a lot of sense. You know, you're adding more and more software, more knowledge, more programs start running. And you open more and more windows in your machine and different things going. And it's all running at the same time. At some point, you need to defrag and reboot. You yeah. Know? Or you're just going to be pushing your own, you know, random access memory and your own hard drive space. And you're just not going to be operating. No. At a at a higher level, so not and it clears when you when you. However, we are able to clear the the grid again, to empty the cache, yeah. to clear out all those fucking cookies that we didn't even know were there, <laughs> <laughs> all those energetic yeah. stamps. Then then the bandwidth can expand again mm-hmm. because there's this clear field. And on the other side of that ceremony, I don't remember experiencing so much peace in my mind. Yeah. Because it was, because it was, it was, it was a massive reboot, and it was this fresh field again. Yeah, it's like hitting the hitting the disc cleanup utility. <laughs> For those of you who aren't familiar with the boga, boga is uh, the root of a shrub that grows in Gabon, and is a psychedelic root, but acts very differently than any other entheogen that's out there. It has a stimulant property, and it basically takes you on a twenty-four to thirty-six hour ride where you're holding on for dear life uh, going through hell but this mental bliss of seeing you know aligning with your true self and having access to truth is pretty unparalleled and uh so it's a it's a powerful medicine and i think you know we can chat a little bit more about your specific experience coming up but you know for me i think cleansing a really key cornerstone is if the body is still very uncleansed, it's going to be difficult to hold and maintain those mental and spiritual states because the body's constantly going to be yelling at you the other way. You know, it's going to be whatever blockages you feel in your in yourself are going to be constantly a tide pushing you um, back in a different direction. So one of the core tenets of cleansing is... Um, there's a lot of microorganisms, so there's a lot of different ones, and we'll, we'll go through these. There's a lot of microorganisms living in our body that have some kind of purpose. They hang on to some of the bad shit that is accumulating the toxins in our environment. So, so there's some of those are candida, right? And then there's some, some parasites. So talk about how they work in a proper state and how they get kind of imbalanced mm-hmm. in the body. Yeah, um... There are uh, symbiotic organisms, organisms that, that live in harmony with our own makeup. And there are those that live off us at the expense of our health, and those would be parasitic. Mm-hmm. So when I think of parasites, I think of, of not just the roundworms and the nematodes and, and what the cla- and tapeworms and those kind of like classic parasitic organisms, but I think of everything that feeds off of us at the expense of our well-being. Right. And that includes um, the candida and the mycoplasmas and the bacterias and the nanobacterias and the viruses and, and many other organisms we don't even know about. And if our, if our body is simply a reflection of our consciousness, then it's important to understand 
what is creating the imbalance on a physical level, yes, and on an energetic level, mm -hmm. on a psycho-emotional and on a psycho-spiritual level. And sometimes these conversations can even get a bit esoteric because science doesn't necessarily right now understand how to sophisticatedly measure the data that shows how out of balance our psychoenergetic system sure. is. So we focus on the body. Yeah, it's, not, it's hard to be, imply our own empirical tests to basically analyze this in a way that science likes at this point, but it's making more and more sense to me too. I've just recently been reading The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, and I think the way he describes cells as, you know, our body is made up of a bunch of cells which are organisms on their own, and they've collected around a human for an optimal chance of survival. And we're kind of, our consciousness is kind of the lords of all of these millions of organisms that are inside. And these organisms have a certain energetic frequency. And when they're all working together in harmony, you could imagine them making a harmonious sound or just having a harmonious vibration. Then these other things come in and they are not trying to work together with the body. They are trying to kill the body. The worms prefer if you die really, because then they get to feast and multiply and nothing is killing them. The body is actively, you know, like a good police force out there and just stomping, on, stomping out these criminals. The immune system, the, you know, white blood cells, the um, dendritic cells, all these things are attacking these parasites, keeping them in check. But if you die, you know, it's worm, worm city. Mm -hmm. It's worm party every day. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're working on a completely different frequency, but yet they're inside the body. So for me, it, it seems to make sense, and you know, there's even a lot, some, a lot of people, even more mainstream, are agreeing that the yeast and the candida, the things that want the sugars and the toxins in your body, will actually manipulate your mind and your thinking in order to make you want those on a mental level. Like, so those energetic thoughts and imbalances may not even be coming from your core self, your cells, that may be a thought that's coming up through your body from some of these other organisms. Just like that one, there's that cat parasite that Joe Rogan loves talking about, that when humans get infected, they get more, you know, they get more aggressive. And I think it's a, it's a parasite that um, has mice attracted to the smell of cat urine. You know, so this parasite gets in there and gets mice attracted to the smell of cat urine. That is not to the mouse's benefit. No. No, that is not right. gonna that is not gonna do the That's mouse not any evolutionarily good. advantageous. Right. And so even in subtle ways, you know, these things that we have in our body are influencing thought patterns and that mechanism of action is has been demonstrated pretty clearly. Mm -hmm. And 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 oftentimes that's a subtle process. Mm -hmm. And it's it's difficult at times to track where our thoughts are coming from. And so when we're talking about cleansing, largely cleansing is a energy taking process. It takes energy to do that. So it's really challenging to go through your daily life and actively cleanse at the same time, like at a deep level, Yeah. like to do a fast. Some people can manage it okay and, and um, for different constitutional reasons and energetic and environmental reasons, but largely cleansing, it's this process of resting and reflecting coming back to um, a, a deeper connection with what our true self is and that, that voice behind the voice mm -hmm. and that larger mind behind our little mind that helps to guide us in a good way. 
And if we are attracted to things like sugary foods and um, things that might not necessarily be um, advantageous on a global level, yes, it may be advantageous right now because if I have this sugary food, then I'll stop thinking about my attachment and, and <laughs> sugary desire to sugar because I've, I've satisfied and I've yeah. satiated that desire. And um, that, that t and oftentimes is um, organismic. It is reflective of an imbalance in the microflora of our body. Um, at times it's also hormonal and it's, um, and it's a, kind of a survival mechanism. Like there's a large, for, just for example, there's a large correlation between alcoholics and adrenal stress because alcohol is a sugar and if people are adrenally fatigued oftentimes they have blood sugar imbalances so some people have just through their own laboratory of life recognize that they feel better when they drink mm -hmm. and it's because they're actually satisfying a blood sugar imbalance when their blood sugar gets too unstable particularly too low they're looking for something to feed that sugar need so and if you're not aware of that, and, and many people aren't, then how do you deal with it? How do you correct the underlying issue? Sure, maybe alcoholism is causing me problems in these areas of my life, and because of that now I'm either driven or my partner is driven or my employer is driven to, to get involved in some kind of relapse prevention plan. So I go to AA. But if I'm trying to just muscle through it in AA and I'm not understanding that Some my blood the sugar is imbalanced, yeah. then I'm going to be, I'm going to be fighting an uphill battle. You know, there's also, and I think there's more research that needs to be done here, but there's, you know, some, some indications that in brain trauma cases, um, your abilities, your brain's ability to produce GABA is somehow weakened. And so the correlation between people who have these concussive accidents and alcoholism and alcohol, of course, being a GABA agonist, helping create more GABA, you know, is extremely strong. You know, you see these stories of these football players, and it's always this, and, and boxers, and a lot of times you see this strong correlation with alcoholism because they're trying to give their brain back that, that GABA that they're missing. Right. You know, all of these signals that you don't really understand. To you, it's just like, man, that drink would be good, but why? Why are you thinking that? Is it, some, is it blood sugar? Is it GABA? Is it an escapism of some deeper psychological issues? Right. Without knowing that, you know, good luck. You know, you can Spartan up and some of us will be tough enough to do it. And I don't think it's an excuse not to do it. I mean, I think we have the mental will and resolve to do it. But goddamn, that's an uphill course. Yeah. You know, if you have some really underlying issues that are pushing you towards one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we get into these cultural stereotypes and blaming of certain conditions. And why can't you just man up and put down the bottle or, 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 or whatever our judgmental projection because that's all just a projection of sure. what I haven't healed in myself if I'm going to have judgment against another and, and our culture does that our society does that and, and so when we're talking about cleansing cleansing is largely and consistently just one of those practices that helps to rid the body of shit that's getting in the way and, and when you see that largely in nature too when an animal's sick or been injured, more often than not, it will stop eating mm -hmm. until it's well. Maybe it takes a few select 
herbs into that fasting process. Or it eats grass, and it usually doesn't eat grass. Or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah, to just poop it all out and shit yeah. it off, or barf it up. Yeah. Right? And and so when I'm, when I'm thinking again about um, working with the medicine... And that's yeah, you why, do all those things. <laughs> right, totally. Off, sometimes at the same time. Right? You're sitting on the commode, literally sitting on the commode and vomiting at the same time. And you're like, how is this physically possible that I can be expelling out of both sides simultaneously? And sure enough, it can't happen. <laughs> right? So, and that's, that, and that's why the maestros and, and those who are really understanding of how the medicines work they call that process getting well. Mm-hmm. And it's a celebration. Yes, thank you that I have the opportunity to become well. And sure, it's not necessarily a comfortable process, but I know I have faith because I've experienced it. And, and if I'm in the context of sharing with somebody that I believe in their experience too, I can celebrate that and, 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 and know going through it, I'm going to be better off. Yeah. And largely that's the cleansing process too, whether we're fasting or, and fasting means like just abstaining from something for a given period of time. That can be abstaining from food, abstaining from intoxicants, abstaining from the media. Wow, let's take a media fast. Let's take an electronics fast. It's amazing how awkward it feels to leave your phone in the car. You know, just try it. Just leave your phone <laughs> in the car for dinner. You'll be like, God damn, my phone's in the car. Right. You know, you'll be itchy and, and it'll feel it'll feel weird. Yeah, it's taking a break from that constant connection and drawing from other people's, you know, people needing some little modicum of your energy in mass. Yeah. You know, is is intense. And and we recognize the the importance of of the releasing aspect. And sometimes we get attached to, well, I'm attached to my media. But that's, that's all influencing my physiology. So instead of fasting from media, I'm going to fast my body. Because I, that's more concrete. I can see it. I can, I can choose to not eat right. for a day or a week or a month or however long it is. And in some ways I'm going to do that because it's more convenient for me to do that than it even is to fast from media and all this information. Yeah. And take it, like, actually tell everybody that in my email list or my social network or my employer or whoever that I'm actually not going to be on the grid for the yeah. next day or week and see how they react. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, fuck. I, I can't control them, so they're going to freak out, so I'll control me and I'll, and I'll choose not to, to eat. Yeah. Or I'll choose to abstain from something like sugar. And so we'll get into, like, what is a can, candida cleanse? Because you see this being propagated a lot now so and there, there are a variety of reasons and ways to do that but coming back to one of the first points you made earlier is candida is actually beneficial for a lot of people because it, it it's serving and candida is a natural part of our flora mm-hmm. and it becomes um, uh, a propagation of illness or degeneration when, you, when it becomes overgrown right and it gets Imbalance. out of balance. Mm-hmm. And so if we're choosing to, to, to rid ourselves of candida, it may be beneficial to do that um, in, with awareness that candida, for example, is, is helpful because one thing it, it does is it buffers heavy metals. Right. So you get heavy metals, you eating a bunch of 
bluefin tuna or something, some large Mercury fish. amalgams, yeah. vaccinations. All of these ways that we source. get metals into our body, these candida will take these metals on because they're nasty little fuckers anyways. They don't care. And they like that stuff. They're like, great, lead, perfect. Yeah. I like it. Right. So they're holding on to that so it's not entering our cells. Right. It's entering their cells. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, thanks, homie. You know, you crazy little criminal you know you're holding on to some bad stuff for me yeah you know but then so then you go to do this cleanse and almost all of these cleanses will at some level wipe out some candida because candida needs a cleanse that entails any kind of fasting or you know strong herbal kind of cleansing things no matter what it is kidney liver general fast juice cleanse candida is going to get smashed Mm-hmm. It doesn't like that stuff. No. It likes sugars. It likes metals. It likes toxins. It likes when you go out drinking and you go to Jack in the Box after you're done, and Candida is stoked. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> Candida loves that. It's like I'm good. Yeah. It's thriving. And uh, parasites do that too. Yeah. You know, so parasites will be av- evolutionarily advantageous because they can buffer against other, um, even other organisms. Because it becomes like a, a, a competition in there. There's only so much room. Yeah. So this this family of parasites is going to get be the big guy on the block because if you bring a bunch of other parasites and now all of a sudden there's there's not enough parking spaces in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to be the gatekeepers. And there's this great story. Oh, I forget his name. He was an uh, anthropologist. And um, he would travel... His name's coming. He would travel with a tapeworm, a live tapeworm, across the world. This was like in the early, early 1900s. Um, and any time before he went into a new undiscovered community, or at least undiscovered from him, his microflora had not been introduced right. to the microflora of that, that, that society and culture and, and, and food line. He would ingest this tapeworm. And the tapeworm, once inside, would buffer his exposure to other <laughs> bugs. That is a gangster way to do it. Totally. <laughs> no kidding, right? So he developed this symbiotic relationship with this tapeworm. And then it was was it the same tapeworm? He would just shit it out and keep it live? Or or um, or it would propagate. And then the original one would die, yeah. and then he would, um, at the end of his stay, would take some cleansing herbs, shit out that tapeworm, and keep it for his next travel. <laughs> right? Crazy. Amazing. But it makes sense yeah. if we've consciously um, made a symbiotic relationship with our microflora, and we know why it's there. And that's kind of an extreme case. Most people wouldn't do that. But what, but we do something similar. One of the best things to do when you're traveling is take probiotics mm-hmm. and hydrochloric acid. Because hydrochloric acid is your first defense. Yeah. Right? Really builds up the stomach chi. And it creates this really potent acid pool where whatever you're ingesting through the GI system typically can't survive. Mm-hmm. So you do that on the front end. And you also take probiotics to support the large intestine microflora load. And so the bacteria in the large intestine are largely the, the, the repository for most of our, if you're talking about like evolutionarily 
consciousness influencing our desires for certain foods and actions, the bacterial load has more consciousness than any other living source in our body. There's billions of organisms. Wow. So there's more cells collected there than in other, other general places. That, that can consciously choose to mm -hmm. move around right. throughout the rest of the body and yeah. take nutrients and expel wastes. So you have this huge mass of living organisms in the large intestine called our microflora that are also producing B vitamins, serotonin, certain new neurotransmitters. Most of the neurotransmitters are produced and stored in the gut yep. and then transferred to the brain. So if, if you're not aware of the imbalances in the GI system, it literally causes you to think like shit, feel like shit. <laughs> right? Because you're full of shit. Yeah, right? Literally. So, so it, it's an important thing to not only cleanse, but then to re-inoculate. Yeah. So, and that's, that's something... Well, we let's get back. We, we, let's get back. Let's pull this all together on the cleansing part. So here's what we got so far. We got different bad, you know, bad pathogens when they're out of balance. They serve a purpose. And the purpose is to clean up some of this waste. But when they get out of balance, they can start having multiple negative effects. They can start influencing our... The way we think, based upon their presence, they can start to um, they can start to creep in on our positive microflora and take up that space because it's a competitive area, as you said. And the more of them that there are, the fewer there are of your probiotic flora, which means you're producing less serotonin, you're getting less nutrients, getting less B vitamins. So the key thing is to get them in proper balance. So inevitably, one of the ways to do that is to fast and. You know, through a long tradition, you know, the, the association between fasting and clear thinking has been there. I mean, some of the highest, some of the greatest teachers wouldn't even teach anybody if they hadn't fasted for a certain amount of days. You know, okay, go fast, cut through so much of this bullshit and get yourself right and, and cleanse so that you can really take and absorb my teaching. Because it makes a huge influence and I've seen that in my life. But anyway, so most of us are generally probably leaning towards the, we got too many of these bad guys in there, mm -hmm. not enough of the good and guys. And just a toxic overload. Yeah. You know, some of it's imbalance in microflora, some of it's all these infections, and a lot of it is just toxic overload too. Pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, all this stuff in our environment now, because it's, you know, kind of, I'm not, I'm not a pessimist, but the world is a toxic place. Yeah. And it's growing in its level of toxicity. And while the world is growing in its level of toxicity, the human species is largely diminishing in its ability to detox those toxins. I wouldn't say its ability. I would say its conscious choice to detox. Because if you think about it, our ability to detox is at an unrivaled level. We can get an herb from every obscure country in the world that would be helpful and bring them in, order them online. They'll be here in 24 hours. Well, that's that a, was never possible. That's an external ability. Right. Like we, can make, sure. we can make the choice. So when I'm talking yeah. about internal ability, I'm like our, our own detox pathways yeah, internally yeah. are more and more compromised than they've ever been. And, we, and that's why this, this whole field of like genetic testing to actually see where our, where our, our inherent ability to detoxify mm -hmm. is generationally becoming weakened. I, I agree with that. And I was just putting the positive side of it is, yes, there's more and more challenge out there. We're getting innately 
you know, more compromised just by taking every breath of air, every drink of water, every bit of food. It's not like it was before. But on the positive side, we have access to the best, you know, the best access to herbs and medicine Worldwide. and consciousness and anything that we want to dial in, we can make happen like that. So right. these things are, they're happening in tandem. But what's, the, the paradigm has to change of you can't just, oh, you're fine, you know, just eat kind of good. Nah, not really anymore. You got to take proactive choices to make sure that you're combating the choices that you can't make, which is to prevent yourself from exposure to these toxins. Right. So you just have to take a little bit more proactive role in keeping your body clean. Totally. <clears throat> and the more that we do the work now, the less the, that our, the coming generations has to do. And that's externally cleaning up the environment and internally cleaning up our own internal environment. Mm -hmm. So when we're cleansing, I agree with you totally 100%. We have more access and availability to the beneficial nutrients that can cleanse us mindfully and effectively than we've ever had before. And we were talking a little bit yesterday. When I think of cleansing, I think of it in, in a three-step manner. And I used to do it in the opposite direction. So let's go. Here we are. Here we are at the section of the podcast, Dr. Dan's Cleansing Regimen. Cleansing so 101. Cleansing 101. Three steps. Hopefully we've convinced you that maybe at some point, it doesn't have to be now, it doesn't have to be next month or whatever, but at some point it's probably going to be a good idea to take it, to do a cleanse. I do them regularly and I never feel clearer of mind, happier, more in my body than when I do. And so now... We're going to get the regimen. We're yeah. going to get the plan. So what is yeah. the plan, Dr. Yeah. Dan, for, once you've for a made, cleanser? Once you made the choice yeah. to cleanse, it's helpful to just, you know, first of all, say, okay, why am I cleansing? What, what part of me makes, uh, you know, sense of that? Why am I resonant to it? Was it my choice? But some of the times, you know, I see at the centers that, that I run, um, the, the men, so and largely this is our audience here, the men will come kicking and screaming because their partners have drugged them, <laughs> dragged them, not drugged, but dragged them to uh, one of the centers. And, and resound, you know, just across the board, they feel better afterwards. Yeah. Because you are more of a lightness of being. And that's where you and I met, mm -hmm. was at one of the centers at Grace Grove. So once you've made the choice, on a physical level, the, the three steps are... Number one, open up the channels of detoxification. What does that mean, Dr. Dan? That means essentially having every organ of elimination func functionally as effectively as possible. So the organs of elimination, large intestine, kidneys, skin, lymphatic system, <clears throat> and how to open up each of those. How do you open up each of those? So the digestive system. Um, one of the most effective ways is to start to purify the diet, number one. Um, and that means generally eating less processed foods, less sugary foods, less um, uh, of, you know, the, the foods that we just inherently probably know aren't necessarily yeah. good for us, the convenience. But there's foods. also another, you know, a cleansing diet is even different than a healthy diet because, you know, I know a lot of our audience, we understand that eating you know, like a grass-fed butter and a grass-fed beef and these things can be a big part of a really healthy diet. But those aren't cleansing foods. No. So know? there's like three different kinds of diets too. There's a cleansing diet, there's a recovery diet, and then there's a maintenance diet. Mm -hmm. And so a cleansing diet just by itself is typically very alkaline, 
More on the raw side. Alkaline. So that means there's a natural pH level in our body. Yeah. Sometimes we're more acidic. And the more acidic we are, the more that these microorganisms we don't want thrive. Totally. And bacteria, viruses, everything thrives in an in a acidic environment. Yeah. What creates acid? You know, uh, toxins, alcohols, sugars, heavy meats and heavy dairy and stuff that's, you know, difficult to break down. What creates alkalinity? You know, vegetables, uh, green foods, fruits, uh, lemon water, things, things of that nature. So yeah. staying more alkaline, I think, is really one of the key guiding lights on a cleansing diet. Totally. <clears throat> and high water content. Mm -hmm. And most people are extraordinarily dehydrated. So water is going to both flush the GI system and it's really going to flush the kidneys as well. And the kidneys take a lot of a, a big beating. You know, we focus a lot of times on the digestive system. So, you know, when we're at um, like Expo West and I'm looking around at the supplements, a lot of these supplements are for anabolic growth or um, uh, GI detoxification. Mm -hmm. Both of those are taxing to the kidneys. So, many of the. It feels old... good to flex and it feels good to shit, Dr. Right, Graham. totally. <laughs> right? But how can I tell really that it feels good? It does feel good to take a good piss. Yeah. And. But I can't really notice, typically, on unless I've gotten to the point of really causing problems, that my kidneys are Yeah, burdened. it's more of a general malaise. Right. You can't put your finger on. Yeah. And, and most of the old docs would say, flush the kidneys first before you do anything else. That's actually the first level of, of cleansing. And while I agree with that, um, that's not as readily available and on most people's kind of radar, but easy things to do are to make sure you're getting really mineralized water. Most of the water systems in people's municipalities is crap. Yeah. It's filtered sewage. And so it's got this um, really minerally deplete, um, yet high chlorine and high fluoride content. We could spend a whole time talking about those two guys just by themselves, as well as energetically and vibrationally um, contaminated with all the pharmaceuticals that people are flushing down the toilet or pissing down the toilet or shitting down the toilet. Yep. So you've got this... Or putting in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then it comes out in the water yeah. system, right? And then we're drinking that from the tap water. And so most of you are walking around in a really energetically dehydrated state. And that's why the water industry is as big as it is. And who would have thought maybe 50 years ago that water was going to be more expensive than gasoline? And it is. It's about three times as expensive as gasoline, which is crazy. And I've never even thought of that, but it's true. If you're buying bottled water, crazy. And shit. I mean, the water's. I mean, on the planet, the planet's seventy percent water. We're seventy percent water, and it's the number one reason that people have headaches and low energy. They're just dehydrated. And you know, Emoto's got that great book on you know the body's many cries for water and and the me the messages in water. So I heard some completely unfounded uh, but it could be true it could be not true someone was saying that chugging water was really bad for you it's taxing to the kidneys because it's chugging waters like um, a monsoon in the desert it's this flash flood of water and the the body doesn't really have the opportunity to receive that water intracellularly it's, it's simply going to flush through so it's a it's a burden to the kidneys to process that much fluid all at once. And, and that um, 
burden to the kidneys is just complemented by the body's um, inherent kind of lack of ability of absorbing the water in a good way. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't see you don't see any animals in nature chug water. Yeah, I don't know. Seems like my cat does every once in a while, but, he's, but she, she's just using her tongue. So right, right, totally. It probably takes a lot of licks if, if <laughs> that's does. your method of getting water. Well, that, so, 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 it's so now that I know that's true, now that I know that's time. true, I've been completely screwing myself for most of my most of my adult life because I tend to, I mean, I drink a lot, but I tend to, if I get a water, I've almost prided myself on the ability to take one of those tall, smart waters down in a single, unbreathing gulp thinking, ah, I'm really hydrating now. Right. But that's not the best way to do it. And it, and it seems to make sense. I mean, it, you know, you don't want to go to the extreme of anything, kind of steady, steady food intake, steady water intake. You know, that's going to be best for the organism. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, steady intake of, I guess, everything. Yeah. And so the complement to taking in is taking out. And so you, and some people, so we're talking about fasting, some people even dry fast up on the mountain in a vision quest for like, you know, four days at a time, or doing a, a, a water fast and no, no food, and, or doing a, a juice fast and no solid food, or doing a fast from meat. I mean, so there's all these different varying degrees of fasting and, and what it means to consciously avoid something that we're usually taking in. Mm -hmm. So... Coming back to number one, opening up the channels of detoxification. So we were talking about opening up the GI pathways. And the, the largest organ of detoxification in our body connected to the GI system also is the liver. So we're going to want to make sure that the liver pathways are extraordinarily clean. And so there are, there are a fair number of liver detoxifying herbs to support that process. And once we know what are some of those herbs milk thistle dandelion dandelion root burdock um, um, wow I'm just kind of blanking on some yeah, the, the docks yellow dock burdock mm -hmm. um, uh, reishi reishi is a really interesting herb because it's not only detoxifying to the liver it's also regenerative to the liver nice and it's also adaptogenic um, and so you have Western herbs and you have Eastern herbs that complement one another. And then you have some really high quality supplements that are detoxifying to the liver too and support the liver pathways of detoxification, sure. like N-acetylcysteine. Supporting the glutathione. The glutathione pathways mm -hmm. and all of the... Glutathione is like the master antioxidant. Yeah. You know, that's really beneficial to the liver. Yeah. Difficult to you know, metabolize if you just take it straight up, but there's some ways that you can kind of hack that and get it to work, but some of the precursors are what? Alpha-lipoic acid, N-acetylcysteine, some of those yeah. antioxidants? Right, those are the two primary ones. Right. Um, and and you can take the, the, the cofactors, you can take some of the um, predecessors to those cofactors, or you could take glutathione itself, or you could take all three of those at the same time. Yeah. It's still, that's only one of the liver detox pathways. You've got the sulfuration pathways. You've got the methylation pathways. And, you know, two-thirds of the... the uh, a third of the population, plus or minus, maybe even more than that, that's kind of a probably conservative estimate, are what's called undermethylators. 
So they don't have the methylation pattern. Are you an undermethylator? <laughs> Be honest with what yourself. What does that mean, right? <laughs> How do I know if I am? And, and you know, it's... And so we can keep going probably, Yeah, it's probably too deep. But generally, opening up the liver pathways, support it with some herbs, cut out some of the toxic stuff. That's going to be... Um, that's going to be generally what most of us, and we could go to advanced cleansing, you know, 202. Yeah, we can talk about like the supplements to take. Right. And okay, but let's just say, do I do the bulk supplements, each of those individually, or do I just get one kind of combo formula? Right. And so we can talk about the supplementation, but generally the, it, it's, it's an invitation to recognize it's important to open up the detox channels before you cleanse. Because if you start trying to cleanse or fast without the channels open, you just start rearranging deck chairs and start to flood the body with toxins that have been stored for a long time. And then people feel really shitty and they actually have health problems. And yeah. so when people feel really shitty and have health problems as opposed to cleansing, they say cleansing is bad. You shouldn't do it. Right. So opening up these channels, those are two of the channels. you got the kidneys, making sure you're plenty hydrated. There's also you know, herbs that support kidney detoxification, supporting liver detoxification. And then, you know, before we go into the feeling bad part, because I want to talk about that too, we got to open up the rest of the channels, more channels, right? Yeah. So we got to open up the lymphatic the system. Lymphatic system. So what is, what's some basic well, stuff Well, the for lymphatic that? system doesn't have its own pump, right? So you've got to move in order to flush the lymph. And the Jump lymph on a trampoline. Totally. That's a great way to do it. <laughs> any kind of movement, any kind of like gross body movement, and most people are sitting so sedentarily in their average life, you know, we sit at the dinner table, we sit at the computer, we sit in front of the TV, we lay down in bed. Most of you are slow and low movers. So it, ha it should be really dynamic and sweating. So sweating is going to flush out the lymphatic system and it's going to open up the skin. Hot yoga with a lot of down dog. Yes, hot <laughs> yoga. Man, I've been, that's my new favorite. It's yeah. like I've been just addicted to that practice. Because that's not only going to be moving the lymphatic system, then we can move on to the other one, the skin. The detoxifying skin. And, the skin. And when you're doing yoga in a good way, mindfully, you're really opening up the lungs. Right. And the lungs are an organ of detoxification and elimination, but they, they don't flush. It's an end organ. All the other ones are flushing organs. So the only way to get those toxins out is to breathe them out the same way they came in. Mm -hmm. So huffing and puffing is good, like aerobic exercise. And in yoga, the ujjayi breathing or the mindful deep, full bellows breath where you're fully expanding the lung volume and most people are super shallow breathers. Mm -hmm. like because we're just sitting around sedentary, probably not most of the people listening to this because you, you've you already done such a good job kind of encouraging people to get their off their asses and move. <laughs> I see all the videos, right, that you put Indeed. out and, and all of the, the athletes that work with you and the organization. I mean, that's why this is such an, an exciting movement because people enjoy the aspect of, of becoming and feeling well. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be exercise. It could be just modes of transportation. In traditional cultures, people walked everywhere. They didn't quote unquote exercise because life was exercise. They moved, they chopped wood, they carried water, they danced. All these are great avenues of detoxification. All those are extraordinarily cleansing to the lymphatic system and to the lungs. Mm -hmm. And if we're drinking good water, and we have a good water source, and we're drink and we're eating good food. We're already cleansing on a daily basis, but yeah. most people aren't doing that. Yeah. So we're talking. That's why we're talking about cleansing as this like dropping into a phase where you dedicate yourself to releasing all the shit that you had accumulated. Yep. And most most traditional cultures, we only 
in, in traditional cultures, we only cleanse when we're doing something for spiritual reasons, like doing a spiritual fast, or if we've gotten sick. You know, to be able to stop eating what we had been eating, to lighten the load, to drink broths and yeah, juices. It's all, and, it's all very reactive instead of proactive, but man, you feel great. And speaking of getting rid of shit, one of the most important channels of detoxification is actually, literally, getting rid of shit. Yeah, the, the whole <laughs> GI system, yeah. cleaning out the crap and the garbage from top to bottom, and that means from the mouth to the anus. So right? what are the best ways to do that? So I'm a big fan of col irrigating the colon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yes, it means sticking water up your ass. <laughs> no, I was not always a fan of that. <laughs> Until I did my first cleanse in Thailand on this gorgeous beach where you could either go to cleanse and, and, and you know, purposely choose to do a 10-day colon cleanse, or you could party with the rest of the rock stars eating mushroom chocolate shakes on the discotheques and... In, in swimming so you're saying that you, you can't get a hose shoved up your ass and eat mushroom shakes at the same time it's, it's, what world is this I, I tried that <laughs> actually because I was curious to see what the effect would be and wow you become a lightweight on the dance floor <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> when you're that clean I was like, well, I want to try one of those, and holy cow, just this <laughs> two sips, I was flying high. Excellent. Well, at least so you tried it. At I least did. you tried it. So I, I was like, okay, I want to try this. I, did, I just was driven to it, and it was right after I finished all my medical training, and I was wondering what I was going to do with my practice, because I didn't want to prescribe medication. My background's in psychiatry, and I was like, that didn't feel right. It doesn't feel good to just suppress symptoms in people. Yeah. So I was like, what direction am I going to take? And then I was on this trip, and in Thailand, I was like, oh, okay, that, I, can, I can cleanse and fast huh, what's that? Let me check it out. And the, the longer I stayed off food, the better I felt. And I, take, I took a few herbs, but not many. Actually, largely, it was about um, drinking a lot of ginger tea. Ginger's a great detoxifier. So talking about cleansing the body, it cleanses the liver, the lymphatic system, and the kidneys. Mm -hmm. ginger, ginger, hot ginger tea is what I start every day with. Nice. Fresh I, ginger. Fresh ginger, chopped up. You can grow your own too, which is actually more sustainable. I'm talking yeah. about growing our own foods. You, you told me about a, a shake. A lot of these shakes, kale shakes or other shakes, involve using like a half thumb or a full thumb. Joe Rogan used a full thumb and ginger. That's Dude, intense. If, when you get when you get sick, best thing to do an inch or a full thumb of ginger, a teaspoon of cayenne, which is a little bit hot, um, uh, about three ounces of apple cider vinegar. Uh, a juice of a whole lemon and um, turmeric. You guys got that? About Dr. A half, Dan. About a half a teaspoon of turmeric. When, when you're feeling sick. That is a potent little brew there. Oh, I'm sorry. And five cloves of garlic. Ouch. Just got Bam. worse. <laughs> that will knock anything out of the park. Garlic, another massive detoxifier. So wait, uh, what would you say? Three quarters of a cup of apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Juice of a lemon. Three ounces of apple cider vinegar. Three ounces. Three ounces of apple cider vinegar. Okay, that's better. Uh, five cloves of garlic, Juice. half a thumb of ginger, half a little, as much of the cayenne as yep. you can stand. Um, Juice of a whole lemon. Juice of a whole lemon. And, and enough water to make that about 8 to 12 ounces. And the eye of a newt. No, <laughs> no eye of newt. That is the, that is the, uh, so that is the, that is the remedy. Well, not the remedy, but that's certainly going to help support you when you're dealing with any kind of totally. bacterial viral invasion. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, that. It's super antimicrobial, 
also very alkalizing and also very expansive so it it will flush things quickly out of the system I like and it we were talking about um, Cambo earlier oh we can't get there yet we can't get there there's so many so many juicy little okay. tendrils and Great. pathways we can go but we haven't even killed we haven't even All killed right. the harmful microorganisms open, yet open, open, open step one <laughs> open up the channel so we're just finishing we got step a flush two. out we can get the we can get the GI stuff done another thing um, different types of magnesium uh, oxymag yeah. mag 07 yeah that, it's a really good kind of bowel cleansing yeah. kind there's of there's a system. formula called calm yeah so all of these formulas essentially oxygenate oxygenate magnesium to oxygenate the bowels and to flush toxins so whenever you're feeling kind of constipated or hung yeah. up on that taking these especially when you're cleansing you may get constipated at a certain point it's nice to take one of these oxygenated magnesium supplements to really just kind of flush it out yeah and it's, it's like a religious experience if you're yeah. really Ooh. holding on to some stuff right it's intense all right so we've we've opened up the channels of elimination and then we start to do the work of the cleansing yeah through and we're we don't have as much time as i like so i'm going to speed this up we could probably do this over a 10 series <laughs> podcast but then or so maybe our, we should just do more podcasts yeah exactly right? for sure so then you're open up the channels we've talked about that and then the next step is to get into you know the actual business of the cleansing so what's step two well it really depends on what you're going for so let's say it's just going to be a general overall cleanse focus more on the microorganism balance yeah so, so juice cleanse or all of these pathways because no matter what you're doing you're I would do it, gonna get that. I would do a, for most people like for what we do at the growth yeah um, a, a liquid diet or a liquid cleanse for a week mm -hmm. and and that's going to be for example like smoothies in the morning um, uh, soups at night and juices for lunch or you can mix that up yeah and some people are like well smoothies yeah but I don't want the sugar great then you know have a soup for breakfast a nice yeah. warm soothing soup that's what they actually a lot of traditional cultures start with something that's going to be bitter alkalizing and warm first thing in the morning because it really nourishes the in kidneys. Japan, it's miso soup, right? Right. In the morning. Super nourishing to yeah. the jing and the kidneys. And the kidneys... Why is it eggs and bacon for breakfast all the time, Dr. That <laughs> right. doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, I don't I'm want eggs every time I order breakfast. <laughs> and I if like I'm on a liquid stuff. diet, can't I just blend up my, my bacon and eggs <laughs> and call it good? <laughs> Ew. No. Yeah. Seems done. Yeah. Yeah. So... So a general liquid diet. And then what's going to happen is... When these microorganisms start to die, a lot of times you're going to feel like shit. And oh. I was just in the process. I, I came out here to California, and I was going to do a kidney cleanse. But I had a lot of podcasts lined up, and, the, and I was, so I was doing a lot of juice, having some raw food, some salads, some stuff like that. And then it started to really hit me. And I was like, man, I thought I was cleaning my kidneys, but I really feel like shit. Mm -hmm. So I had to, and I had so much stuff to go through. And I know the cleansing process. I decided to just throw on the brakes. I went full out, I had a beer and a cheeseburger, and it just stopped that cleansing process <laughs> yeah. right there, and then I was able to kind of restore functions. But really, if I'd had the time, and maybe I should have just pushed through anyways, but I was thinking, ah, oh, I got these podcasts, I don't want to feel like this. But what starts to happen when you start to feel kind of shitty during this cleanse process? Well, most of the times it's because toxins are getting mobilized. Yeah. And so you're killing off, you're killing off these microorganisms like candida and these parasites that are holding on to these negative... Things, yeah, it, it, but it's not just killing off the microorganisms that's releasing the toxins. 
it's also burning off your fat stores mm -hmm. because fat's the best accumulator of toxins. Uh -huh. and, and the brain, by the way, being 60 to 65% fat, everybody's, you know, got a little bit more, you know, juice, Somebody, some, some are a little more a little fattier than, than the other. <laughs> <laughs> so once, nice you fatty brain. <laughs> once you start Said to, the zombie to the other zombie. Those, those, those massive fat stores, all of a sudden, you've been liber liberating these toxins, you just have to make sure you get them out. Hence, best, having the channels of detoxification open. Totally. So best ways to do that, primarily, lots of water, flushing them from the kidneys, and colonic irrigation. So you're going to either stick water up your ass and do enemas at home, or you're going to get colonics by a colon hydrotherapist. And the medical establishment, you know, in my medical training, we, we were taught that colonics were bad. They were dangerous. That's freaking ridiculous. Yes, there are a few times where it's contraindicated. Like if somebody has a, a massive, bulbous, colonic polyp, that's about to dislodge, and that's. I would normally ask you to explain that, but I, I think we can all get an idea what a massive colonic bulbous polyp is, right? Without needing the details. Nah, so we won't go into that. But even if that's the case, if if the colon hydrotherapist is is mindful, and most of them are, in being able to use low flow systems and a lot of massage, and being able to read the terrain, it's a very safe endeavor. 999 times out of a thousand it's going to be super safe this is going to be one person in a thousand that might need extra care and that's not even to say colonics at that time would be dangerous you just need to be more mindful mm -hmm. if you do it at home then you do enemas mm -hmm. and if you don't want to do either of those things because you have an aversion or a fear of sticking something up your ass then take magnesium oxide or some kind yeah. of oxygenated the Oxymax stuff. The only caveat there is make sure you're hydrating because Super it will hydrate. push some extra water out right. of your body. So there's a variety of ways. Again, make sure all the toxins are getting out. We haven't even gotten into taking the herbs, the antiparasitic herbs, but if you're doing something like that, that, that immune boost tonic that we talked about earlier with apple cider vinegar, garlic, turmeric, ginger, lemon juice, if you're doing that, that's going to be a massive detoxifier just by itself, highly antimicrobial just by itself. So yes, you're going to be killing off some of that parasitic load. You're also going to be mobilizing stuff from the fat stores. So when you're in the midst of doing that, that's, this is all under like step two, the, the cleansing of a particular parasite. It's helpful to know how to do it, and there's a lot of different parasite programs mm -hmm. on the market. Some of them are six, six weeks, some of them are six months. Ours at the Grove is actually six days. Mm -hmm. And that's because I've done, I've done six-month cleanses and anti-parasite protocols, and those kind of wrecked my system, particularly because um, I wasn't cleansing out the, the toxic load that they were expelling, and I wasn't clearing out the residue of the die-off reaction from the organisms in the first place. So... The most effective way to do it, um, and I could get into some of it, but it's, it's essentially using microfrequencies um, to drive parasites into the digestive system. Yeah. Drinking then you, then you ozonated olive oil to wipe mm -hmm. them out, and then taking specific herbs to clear up the residue. Clear so up the that, wreckage. Clearing up the wreckage, and that's step three. So step one, opening up the channels of detoxification. Step two, killing the bugs. Step three, clearing up the wreckage. 
So what are some of the practices for clearing up the wreckage? Well, that's when it's really helpful to know what's being... Let's say heavy metals. So heavy metals, well, because this isn't an on it and it's not a medically oriented blog uh, or podcast, you know, I can just talk about general... General stuff. Yeah. yeah. Metals and so, extra random toxins. So your, toxins. your chelators are your great ones. Chelate and the traditional chelators that you could take orally, that you could get in supplementation form, although the laws just changed on that. <clears throat> DMSO, DMSA, EDTA, NAC, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, mm-hmm. um, chlorella, um, some of your uh, microgreens and um, uh, organic big dark leafy greens actually do help chelate and cleanse out heavy metals. Like Swiss chard. Yep, Swiss chard, kale, collard greens, dandelions. So um, if you're doing, I mean, and if you don't want to go into the DMSA, DMSO, that route, and you and just want to do it a little more natural, kale shakes maybe. Kale shakes, and then there are a couple of really good supplement products, and this is what I was talking with you about briefly um, before, um, is... Um, apple pectin is apple something pectin. you're mentioning. Right. Now, would adding apple to the to the shake itself, actual apple, totally. would that help? Yeah, but then you've got the whole issue with um, sugar. Right. So it's refeeding the right. So that's not. Necessarily but it's not the same ideal. as Twinkie sugar. Definitely not. <laughs> Thankfully, Twinkies. By the way, you can leave a Twinkie up on a, a lamp post for a year, and come back in a year and still be there. Nothing in nature will eat a freaking Twinkie because everything recognizes it as poison. Except us. Right. Except some poor drunk soul <laughs> would climb the lamppost and be like, there's a Twinkie up Damn, there. Damn, that looks good. Awesome. So anyway, no. Uh, and if, so if you're going to do something like, like apple, yes, but you need a highly concentrated, you need mega doses of apples. Yeah. So yeah, you could get into low glycemic apples and like crab apples. Like the original apples were really fairly tart, not very sugary, but we've kind of you know, glorified the sugar craze and, and hybridized all these really sweet ones like Fuji's and Gala's. So say you stay with Ooh, like Dr. Dan talking shit about apples. <laughs> <laughs> Not down on the apples. <laughs> Fuji's and Gala's just got downgraded nah, well, later. You know, so yeah, once you've <laughs> cleansed, then you can come back to high sugar foods. But so say you do like a Granny Smith that's fairly tart. It's a lot lower on the glycemic load. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's probably going to be four times or so less on the glycemic load. So, yeah, you can do high dose of, and, and that's why some people do like apple juice uh, fasts mm-hmm. because that pectin is super advantageous to binding the toxins as well as specifically supporting just what the the liver has been holding on to. Yeah. It will actually expel. So one of the liver gallbladder flushes is just to, to take a whole lot of uh, apple pectin in the form of apple juice. So, but if you're if you're detoxing a high highly toxic environment, say for example with heavy metals or with even radiation. So the woman that I know in our community that's that's a big proponent of apple pectin, she's um, actually um, from the community where the Chernobyl um, radiation fallout happened, and as a child. Um, they were using high doses of apple pectin to detoxify the radiation exposure. In those communities that were using high doses of apple pectin, it's complementary to what the people in Japan are doing with high doses of seaweed. 
CBD is a massive detoxifier, and the reason being there primarily is because it's so alkalizing and it's very mineralizing. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to do superfoods for detoxification, you would do all your dark leafy greens, seaweeds, seaweeds, apple seaweeds and apples. And then if you wanted to get some N-acetylcysteine, that's only going to help. How many how many milligrams of N-acetylcysteine? You can go pretty pretty heavy on that, right? Yeah, you know. I'm always leery of talking to people about dose ranges because everybody's physiology is a little bit different. Um, So I try and stay a little bit more broad-based. You know, typically a good rule of thumb, and so some of the products on the market are going to have a different concentration load. I'm saying, you know, generally on the market, they're going to be more on the conservative side. So they're going to say, oh, maybe take 250 and 500 milligrams. And I'm going to say, well, okay, you might want to exponentially increase that for a short period of time. Burst it, load it. You know, maybe four times that. Yeah. Maybe ten times that. It really depends on how, how much you want to push it. But again, that that can create imbalances in other pathways. Sure. Because that's going to significantly upregulate the glucuronidation. I mean, the um, the the um, um, the pathway of um, wow. I just spaced on. Um, the the primary what we were talking about before so you've got the sulfur the sulfuration the methylation pathway and the um, it'll come back to me so but essentially when you when you use an orthomolecular approach which is essentially high high nutrient loads high vin, high vitamins high minerals mm-hmm. you you can potentially create imbalances in other systems because you're tweaking the the seesaw yeah. from one direction to the other. And so you want to try and stay as broad-based as you can, but therapeutically use high doses only for short periods of time. Yeah. So in this case, you know, some high doses potentially of N-acetylcysteine along with the broad base of the seaweed, the leafy greens, and that. And that's... So I think we did it. I think we talked about the basics of a physical cleanse here. Yeah. One, open the channels of detoxification. Two... Get on the diet, the herbs, the program to help start eliminating. Three, clean up the wreckage. Right. Glutathione is the other pathway we were just talking mm-hmm. about. So N-acetylcysteine massively upregulates the glutathione pathway, but that can that can create shifts in the neurochemistry that aren't necessarily uh, advantageous. So it's it's you know you want something that's broad based. It has a lot of most of the broad based supplements have a lot of information, so sometimes that gets a little, a little chaotic. But when you have a lot of information in there, if it's a really synergized formula, then at least you're, you're, you've, you've cast a wide net to support all the systems. Sure. And then you just mega dose one or two of those specific right. systems. So something like our, for, you know, as on it goes, something like our EGN Power Food has a lot of these herbs. It has the milk thistle, That's it has the dandelion, example. it has the kale, it has the leafy greens, it has some dulse, which is seaweed, it has... A variety of different things, plus really powerful natural antioxidants occurring in food, and so something like that is that kind of broad base. And then you pick and choose, you know, and and actually taking in the nutrients as from you know living from produce too. You know, don't just yeah. rely on the powder. Powder's great, but you know produce is great too. It's going to get that fiber and get everything really enzymely fresh. Super important. And then pick a few things to kind of tweak to kind of yeah, clean up the Yeah, some people like zeolites. You know, that comes up on the radar screen a lot because that's helpful for getting heavy metals out. But zeolites can be really taxing to the kidneys. You know, or 
if you're using um, a variety of other supplements when you know somebody's trying to sell something, you just want to know that the data's good. Yep. Where are they coming from? What's your level of integrity? Or fulvic acid and humic acid. I mean, these like high mineral sources. That's great too. Yeah. You know, but what's that doing for some of the other minerals sure. in the body? I mean, so the I, I like the approach that that on its taking because I know your R and D. I know your level of integrity. I know how well you source your raw ingredients. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also helpful to have somebody, you know, go through a step-by-step -step plan. And so it's great that we're having this conversation and, and let's fo I'll follow up with you For and sure. do a little blog post on like what are, what's okay, you you <laughs> you've talked about a lot. Give me the cliff notes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we talked about the three levels, and that's just, again, physical detoxification. We were so ambitious when we started this <laughs> podcast, Dr. Dan. We thought we were going to blast through the physical. We were going to go into the psycho-spiritual, emotional, mental. We did talk a bit about it. You know, of course, I think this will lead us into another podcast. I always love doing these with you. But talking about the ways to detoxify, cleanse, and reground yourself on those other levels. and. You know, you've just had some amazing journeys. I want to get into your Iboga journey. I want to get into your Cambo journey, which is this frog medicine originally out of Suriname, which I have no experience with, and I really want to hear about that. But we're going to have to make you guys wait for another time. Tune in next time for the Dr. Dan Psycho-Spiritual Emotional Cleansing Program, Part 2. Bam. Coming, coming soon. To, yeah, to podcast near you. <laughs> Dr. Dan Engel. It's been a real honor and a pleasure, not only to do this podcast, but to walk this journey with you, call you a brother, and have you here supporting not only on it, but me, myself, and uh, all my endeavors. So I'm eternally grateful and got nothing but love for you. Always a pleasure, man. All right, brother. To all you guys, um, how can, uh, if there's, do you have any of that? You don't, you're not really doing much of that social media stuff right now, but we're about to get you up with a blog and yeah, get some other stuff. Totally. Um, any way they can reach out to you if they really want to chat with you about something, what are the best channels? Talk to one of your, the clinics you're running or? Um, yeah, you, and you, the three different clinics that I'm running now are, are all based in Sedona. Um, one's alternative to meds mm -hmm. where people come to get off psych meds. Um, the sanctuary, where people use a shamanically based practice to primarily uh, resolve addictions with drugs and alcohol. And three, Grace Grove, where we met, um, that's affiliated with the Rejuvenation and Performance Institute. And so that's rpinstitute.com. And um, that's for just really upregulating the system abroad, uh, across the spectrum. Everything from, you know, peak performance, gold medal athletes. Um, to people calling me from the hospital room and saying they want to take you know one of my organs out. Can you help? Yeah. So really to clear out um, the the chronic degenerative conditions and then to to upregulate you know total human optimization. Hell yeah! To make you feel feel yeah like you're living up to a, your potential and even maybe expanding what you think about your potential of how much energy you can have, what kind of clarity of mind you can have. Yeah. And uh, and really awesome for that. And so and, those are those are the three centers. And then, you know, for targeted questions, um, I'm, I'm not sure how much of a fallout this, this email barrage may be, but people could just email me. And that's uh, drdanengel at gmail.com. Whoa, he dropped his email, <laughs> folks. Please be kind to Dr. Dan Engel. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of shit to do. But if you really want to reach out to him, that was very generous of you. Got it. Yeah. All right, my brother. All you listening, thank you again. And I will catch you next time. Peace. See you.